When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What am I going to talk about? Actually, no idea. Basuma was very good when he came on, and I can't believe Antonio Conte ignored him for half a season, maybe even more of a season. I suppose that's a big talking point. Um, Julian Nagelsmann doesn't want to come to the club, or the club don't want Julian Nagelsmann. Who knows? Honestly, no no idea. Um, I asked some people for some questions. Let's have a look. Let's just see if I've got anything back. Oh, here we go. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Right. The people have not let me down. Rob Davis, at by Rob Davis. Good writer. Reporter, he, he says in his uh, in his bio. So... Read his book, Jackpot. It's all about gambling addiction. Um, Rob says, would being relegated at least make us feel alive? I suppose so, but it would be a horrible type of alive, wouldn't it? I don't ever want to live to see the day Tottenham get relegated. Because when we go down, the whole kind of the world against Tottenham thing isn't going to end just because we're in the championship, right? Every single fucker will up their game against us. We'll probably end up finishing seventh. So, no, I never... I No, Rob. No, no, no. Um, Ali Jameson at Ali Jameson says, Who's the worst Spurs player to get over 100 appearances? Right, I'm going to have to now look up Tottenham players with over 100 appearances. Okay, right. Let's have a look, let's have a look, let's have a look. And this doesn't make for great. I think I'm just looking, so I'm looking from the top. So most appearances, Steve Perriman, 613. There's nobody that stands out in here so far in the top 50. Eric Dyer has made 270 appearances for Tottenham. Eric Dyer, how fucked up is this? Eric Dyer has made more appearances for Tottenham than Ledley King did. What the fuck? Eric Dyer has made more appearances for Tottenham than Aaron Lennon, than Hummin Son, than Robbie Keane, than Michael Dawson, than Teddy Sheringham, Jan Vertonghen. That is mental. So, uh, I would say, yeah, I, I reckon kind of if we're going in the top 50, let's have a look. Is there anyone else that's kind of... 
That might be recency bias. I don't think. Let's, let's just. I'm just gonna see who else. Who's in the fifty-one to go on? Let's have a look. Terry Naylor, Tedeka, Joe Kinnear. Oh, okay, there's too many sides. I know their names, but before my time. Just going through fifty to one hundred. Okay, Lucas Moore has made 150 appearances. Be a, it'd be a good fight to decide who's been worse for Tottenham than Lucas Moura or Eric Dyer. I think Lucas Moura gets it because of Ajax, right? Chris Armstrong, 141 appearances, wasn't great. Stefan Everson, 143, wasn't great. Davinson Sanchez, 140. This is making for some great listening, isn't it? But bear with me. I'm going to find out. Let's just see where it gets. Okay, so 100 and upwards. David Ginola only made 100 appearances for Tottenham. Gary Lineker, 105. That's all. Madness. Eunice Kabul, 110. Les Ferdinand, 118. It's quite mad, really. Um, out of players I've seen on this list, Luka Modric, only 127. Who has been the worst Spurs player with over 100 appearances? I'm sorry to do you dirty like this, lad, but I'm going to say in my lifetime... Anthony Gardner. I think he he had some he had some real potential, but he never really realised it. From what I remember, I feel like with Anthony Gardner there was a bit of a Ryan Sessegnon type thing going on there where he just didn't seem to have the the kind of the confidence to really like impose himself in a game. Um, and he was used in such piecemeal fashion, you know, because Ledley was always favoured, really, understandably so. But yeah, I would say from this list, from the list I've seen, I reckon, yeah, Anthony Gardner with... But I'm sure there's plenty on here that I just don't really know of. I'm just going by ones I've seen. So thanks to that one. Um Sean Malley, do you think Mason has stunted his growth as a manager by staying through so many shit shows at Spurs and not trying to manage or even be a proper assistant manager somewhere else? Uh, no, I don't think so at all. I think just the experience of being involved in the coaching setup at Spurs is good to learn from, whether we like them or not. Mourinho and Conte is good to work with high-level pros. My Harry Kane, let's be honest. Even if it is his mate. It's good. I think it's good experience for Mason. He loves the club, so I don't think it hurts to have him around the place. Um, that was from at the Sean Malley, by the way. Um, Rob Taylor, at Rob underscore Taylor 77. Are we relegation fodder next season if Kane leaves? It's hard to say, isn't it? Based on this season, yes, you imagine we would be, but it would largely depend on who we sign, who manages us next year, 
what the vibe of the place is like. There's many, many intangibles, but it is concerning. It is concerning to see even a club like Everton get sucked into that kind of conversation, you know? West Ham have been dangerously hovering above that this season. Premier League's competitive place, man. Like, you can't help but feel we've taken our eye off the ball a bit, right? Vince Squires, at Vince underscore Squires, says, what's the bigger waste of money, Ndombele or Richarlison? Uh... I, I like Richarlison. I, I, to be honest, I quite liked Ndombele as well. I thought he was a brilliant player. I think they are... It's tough, isn't it? I think they're two players who have suffered as a result of Tottenham being a bit shit. Um, but equally, they're two players who were signed by Tottenham to make things better. I do think Ndombele was given a more significant role and given more time within the team and didn't manage to do anything whereas Richardson's kind of been used in you know as a he's been used as a bit part he's not really been cherished or held up so I think it's yeah he's it's kind of unfair on him um so I'll say Ndombele in that kind of charged question Niall Evans at Niall E ninety eight underscore says, "What are you having for tea?" Well, Niall, I'm actually going to friend of the show Phil's birthday this evening, and I'm going to have whatever slop they serve in the pub that we're going to. Conte's Inferno at Keith Wickle says, "Hello, Keith, as well. Good bloke. Limbo. How low can we go?" I don't know, mate. It's going to be an interesting summer with Harry Kane. It might not be very nice at all, right? Let's hope it goes up from here, but... Eh. Today is top four at Stain Spurs. Dan, you can listen to him on Spooky's Filthy Shambles podcast. How long will slot last before being sacked for Nagelsmann? <laughs> uh, yeah. Who knows? It feels like it's going to be slot, right? It it feels that way. It definitely feels like it's going to be slot. Um, let's have a look. Sweet generis at cynical lawyer thirteen. Given the news, Julian Nagelsmann wouldn't pursue his interest in us any further because Levy wouldn't give him more control. Is anyone confident Levy has learned anything from the past four years? I think there's a funny thing with like a lot of people in the in the public eye. What was it we were listening to? We were listening to Catherine Ryan's pod um, earlier. And she was just talking about the coronation and all that type of thing and how the the commentary around it has been like, yeah, how can they spend £250 million on this when the country's, you know, struggling, the everyday person are, you know, are, are not having a great time of it, um, spending all this money on a golden carriage. Well, I mean, it's an old golden carriage, but do you know what I mean? The pomp and the pageantry when there's potholes filled up with sand in the road and there's she made the point on there is that like this stuff goes over the heads of 
people in these upper echelons of society. I think that the, the worldview is very, very different, right? You'd imagine that we are likely viewed as ants or something, cattle. And the idea that we might have any sort of agency or think about things other than our king having a coronation probably doesn't occur to many people in that strata and that's you know whatever I'm not going to go on some big royalist rant on this thing but I think from everything that you hear of Daniel Levy and even from like the Cambridge thing that he did he genuinely has this aura about him that we should just shut up and be grateful for everything that he's doing for us. To ask if he's learned, maybe, but also I think there's a level, there's a, say, maybe a, a type of introspection. I don't want to say a lack of introspection, but I think there's a type of inward thinking that people who operate at those type of levels do. Daniel Levy, love him or hate him, is clearly a smart man. Does that mean he knows football that well? No, but it probably doesn't even occur to him that he's not the best in a footballing sense. He probably thinks he is great. And I think people who are highly successful have to have this air of invincibility around their their intrusive thoughts, I guess. Um so maybe he's learned in a in a in a maybe a number sense. I think there might be a cold type of learning from mistakes. But with respect to I don't know, fuck knows really. I don't know. I'm just just going off on one I, I really don't know. He's appointed people like Scott Munn. He looks like he's trying to bring in another director of football. Fuck knows what Scott Munn actually is then. I I don't know. But he's bringing in these people. So maybe he has learned. You know? But if he hires, you know, Luis Enrique, I'd worry about that as well. Um, Legion, at Anyway Coys, how did we bottle Nagelsmann? Uh, you know, I'm just not, not, I asked. I think maybe it's probably a, a bit of both, right? I reckon maybe we could have done a lot better to stand by him. As I said in the preview pod, which you can listen to on the Buy Me A Coffee website, you know, sign up there to get access to the Inner Sanctum. Um, I said on there, gun to my head, would I have wanted Julian Nagelsmann as manager? Yes, I would have done. Being brutally honest, yes. Am I that arse that we didn't make it happen? No. And I think there are probably just as many red flags with him as there are positives. So, you know, everyone's a gamble. I don't think anyone's a great candidate. So don't get me wrong. I don't think he's unique in that respect. Um... But it does feel like there's a bit of a weird aura around him and that shouldn't be a massive shock. A guy in his mid-30s who's managing Bayern Munich obviously has a certain... We're talking about egos, we're talking about people that can shut out intrusive thinking and what have you. He's obviously got some sort of elite psychology going on there or a massive sense of entitlement. I don't know, who knows? But it's propelled him very far and perhaps now... He's not willing to step down from that, and that, that doesn't work. Again, I'm, I'm I'm joining a lot of dots today, but I don't want to talk about Tottenham losing to Aston Villa because it was a nothing game, wasn't it? It was a nothingy game. There was nothing really going on there at all. Like, 
What's the point? Like, what is the point of that? Um, AD Bryant, good man. AD Bryant, 15, says, at what point do the board admit that the football side of the operation is not their concern as it isn't in any of their areas of expertise? Again, do you think they will, mate? I'm, I, you know, I don't. Daniel Leaf is not going to step out, is he? I, I get what you're saying. I know I'm just being a bit churlish, but also, you know, nobody's going to do that, are they? Right? You know, they're they're just is what it is. We can draw our own conclusions from that, but ultimately, we're powerless to do anything about it, aren't we? Um, Joe Burns at Joe Burns three eight two. Got to keep a level head. Remember, these are just meaningless pre-season games. We'll be all right when the competitive fixtures start. Yeah, okay, just That's one way. That's one nice bit of copium you've got going on there. Sean Lee, good lad. At Sean R. Lee. Sorry if I've butchered the pronunciation, mate. Um, Lee, could be. Uh, Basuma looked all right. He did. Said that at the top. Great to, great to see him back in the mix. Not sure who it was. One of the young lads that does like, you know, comps and all that type of stuff put out a Bissouma compilation a few weeks back just saying like, I thought we'd sign this guy. And it was a Brighton compilation. It just, you know, he's an unbelievable footballer, man. Be very, very nice to uh, to to have him doing that, right? Um, Mickle White Spurs at Expat Spurs. Will Kulu's one-footedness cost us more in the long run? I mean, hopefully not. Didn't cost Arjen Robin, did it? One of probably the best footballers that the game's ever seen. I mean, that's that's a high bar to set for Kulusevski. Don't worry about it, mate. Arjen Robin did all right. Um, you know what I mean. Kulusevski's got a lot of talent. He's abundantly clear what he's going to do all of the time, isn't it? But... I would. I don't know. I would be quite interested to see him maybe have a go behind the striker, but it feels like we'd miss out on his ability to be able to do those kind of big, rangy, marauding runs down the down the wing when he kind of terror when he's actually really at it, terrorizing a a, a fullback or a defender. Um, it might do, but. You know, I, I, I'm I'm going to be interested to see. I mean, I think we absolutely should, right? We absolutely should be signing him, in my opinion. But it will be interesting to see if we actually will go ahead with it. There's no obligation to buy if we don't make the Champions League. I think it would be foolish not to, to be honest. Um, the visible hand at radicals underscore roots. Decky should start on the right. We are so conditioned to collapse around our 18-yard box. I don't know, man. Take the evening off. I mean, well, here I am. So, cheers, man. But, you know, it's what it is. Um, TWTHFC at TWTHFC98. Is the Conference League actually our best chance to get into Europa in the future? <laughs> oh, God. Well, it might be for a few years, man. Like, who knows? I mean, that's... Yeah, I don't really want to think about that. Um, HJT at HJ underscore Thornton says just give it Mace question mark with a bemused face look I said what I said right I stand by it the man's got an elite mentality he had his career ended 
he had a he nearly had his life ended. He's picked himself up, dusted himself off. He's managed to ride out a podcast with Jake Humphreys. You know, he's made a stern of stuff and he's got a good mentality. I'm I'm not against it. I'm not against it, but it won't be him. I think it'll be Arna Slot. I do think it'll be Arna Slot. Um the visible hand. Oh, okay, right. So you've come back again after telling me to take the night off. I see. At radicals underscore root says, I think the skip experiment is about over. You know what? It's funny you say this today because this is one of the first games again that I did start to have a bit of a, eh, maybe he's not actually that good. Maybe... I don't know. Maybe it's harsh because he's stuck in that two-man midfield. I did like the way he played alongside Saar previously. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Feels like he's just <laughs> becoming a bit hoibier bit of a hoibier clone. But mate, what should that say about you know the two of them not playing together? I don't know. He's a young player still, right? So, I don't think the experiment is over. I don't think we need to make any rash judgments about him. He is a young player. He's coming back from a long injury in a pretty fractured season. Lots of reasons, you know, why he might not be looking that great at the moment. So I think we can cut Oliver Skip some slack. He's got a few years yet to prove himself at Tottenham before we need to think about, like, rushing him out the door. A hundred percent. Like, even if you don't think he's going to be a first-team starter next year... Having him on the bench in the squad is fine and good. Not just for homegrown quota, but he's a decent young player. So there's no rush to get rid of him at all. Um, Helen at H O'Neill four five six. Does Son understand the offside rule? Yeah, it was a bit painful today, wasn't it? But I think Aston Villa's high line was very effective. I think they were very good today. But it, yeah, I mean, come on, three or four times was it? Lee at Lee seventy one junior. Hello, Lee. Um, he's always got. He's always good for a chat. Um, why do you want Mason in charge? I don't. The thing is, honestly, I don't know if it is like hundred percent. I definitely want him in charge, but I'm really not against the idea of it. That's all that it is. There's nobody else that really jumps out at me. I think everybody has question marks over them. I think it's you know I. I like I said previously, I think he's gone through a lot. I think he loves the club. I think he holds himself well. I think he does have experience. I think his lack of experience has been largely overplayed. You know? Um, let's see what other questions I've got in there. Okay, Bat Merton, at Merton Bat. Didn't get to watch it, so when you record, can you tell us a scene from a movie where the character goes through the emotions that closest resemble yours watching that match? Um, I couldn't give you a movie, but it was somewhat... Do you remember the old 90s cartoon, Daria? Let's let's say that. If, you, if you're Daria, just kind of completely nonplussed, completely unenthused as you watch the game. Oh, Tottenham are playing. You know, that that's kind of... That's what it was. Um, Patrick, <laughs> hello Patrick. Patrick at chopper underscore Tron says, "Will there ever be a boy born 
that can swim faster than a shark. Always a good one, that. Um, Anthony, hello, AP. Other Anthony, summer soon, shrugs. Yeah, you know, let's, uh, let's bring it up. Um, Sussex Tottenham, at Sussex Tottenham. How much do you love Daniel Levy? Okay, I'm assuming uh, that you're being, you know, facetious, shall we say. Um, so, whatever. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Spurs shout. Have you ever tried using a toaster while in the shower? Genuinely curious to do so today. Um, don't be silly. It will be all right. Remember that intro I did a few, or the outro, I should say, that I did a few weeks or this week? I don't know. Um, every little thing will be all right. Three little birds, you know, it will be, it will be all right in the end. You know, come on, it will be fine. Um, at JT, THFC Spurs ruin lives, greetings cards. Well, do you know what? Do you know what? That is probably one of my most popular episodes of all time. People talking to me about greetings cards. Like I say, even an old boss. Oh, the ice cream van's back. I'll get my fab order in in a second. Um, greetings cards. I actually went to buy a greetings card today because, as I said, it's friend of the show Phil's birthday. And I bought him a very naughty, cheeky one that, yeah, I might take a picture of at some point. But there were lots of very banterous, funny greetings cards. And I was on a mission to either choose him, one of the worst ones I could, or an actually funny one. And I went with, I'll just try and find one that seems to be actually quite funny. Um, That's quite a few questions. I will talk about the game. Let's do the players. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Fraser, Forster, good performance overall. What more is there to say about Fraser Forster that hasn't already been said? Glad he's playing over Lloris now. Decent keeper. We need a new number one, but he's good. He's fine. Best backup we've had in a long time. Emerson Royale, weirdly good to have him back. Thought he played okay today. Christian Romero at fault for the first goal, arguably played all right. Not much more to say other than that. Clement Longley didn't even realise he was playing. There you go. Pedro Porro didn't even really realise he was playing. Didn't really offer anything whatsoever. Oliver Skip, day to forget. Not a great performance from him. Spoken about this already. 
Pierre Mohoibier, much the same as Oliver Skip. No real point to him at this moment in time, in my opinion. It is what it is. Ben Davis, lovely player, solid, good squad player, but obviously isn't going to give you that same thrust or creativity down the left-hand side as even Perisic just started to demonstrate of late. So, you know, I don't really think the Davies long lay overlap is a thing, you know. Um, Richarlison, again, you know, just... Let's just, let's just give him a clean slate next season. That's that's where I stand on um, Richarlison. Harry Kane took his penalty very well. How the fuck he missed that one-on-one, nobody knows. Very strange day for him. Um, kind of came into it toward the end of the game, didn't he? He grew in, I'm not even confident. I don't think Harry Kane's ever low on confidence, but it looked like he had the bit between his teeth somewhat. Hummingson getting into good positions, getting onto the end of it, but kept falling offside, which I do think is partly down to Aston Villa's just very disciplined and controlled backline. They did a number on him. Um, and a couple of those opportunities, especially that first one, offside or not, he's got to be putting that away. That kind of, you know, that hesitancy um, is not great. Danjuma, no real impact when he came on. Kulisevsky, decent enough when he came on. He started to show a bit of what he was previously. The kind of cutting in from the right, having a shot, was quite nice to see. Um, even though he did sort of balloon that one way over. He, he does seem to be chronically one-footed. But he's a good player. I hope we sign him. I don't really know if we will or not. I, it's, it's a funny one. It would be interesting to see what happens. Yves Basuma, yeah, really good. Really good. And that is, I think Yves Basuma is one of the green shoots of hope for next season, right? I think we do have to look at players like him and think, whether it's Mason or whether it's Slot or whoever, if a manager can bring out the best in him, then we'll be laughing. Um, it's, yeah. It's an interesting one. A um, couple more questions. Were Spurs forward line shite today with the timing of their runs or was Aston Villa's defensive line just decent? Sort of answered that already. It's a bit, I think it's a bit of both. I, think it's, I do think it's a bit of both. Um Really, I think probably if I had to say veer more towards, I think Aston Villa's defensive line was really good. I think they were good. Um, is it more dangerous for fans to be apathetic or angry? Feel like as a fan base, we can't work it out. We want to be angry. Can't because there's no actual way of venting frustration. So just go into apathy mode and it gets to that point where the season is just like, yeah, meh. I mean, that's a... Yeah, that's a good point. I have spoken about this kind of thing quite a bit before. I think this echoes various issues, not just in football. I think this spans out into our lives as well, right? I think uh, whatever, politicians, 
oil companies, corporate greed, if you like, the environment, war, the neighbours being annoying, somebody at work who's a tosser. There are plenty of situations right in life where we feel we have little to no control over the things and I guess it's how we deal with that. It's something that, you know, I think is a, is a learning for us all. We try to find value or meaning or I guess in this instance, it's not really about value or meaning, is it? It's more about finding ways in which to reconcile those things that make us unhappy. Um, at the moment, Spurs are not in a good place, are they? They're not in a good position. Arsenal are very good. Newcastle are very good. Manchester United are getting better. Chelsea may well get better and they're going to have Pochettino in charge. At the moment, we don't really know what's going on, what our director of football is going to be, who our manager is going to be, if Harry Kane's going to be here next year. And I guess there's no, there's, there's no answer to this. There's no definite kind of clear pathway to finding some kind of salvation amidst all this sort of thing. But the way I try to look at these things is that it's these kind of times that make the Ajaxes or the three nils against Arsenal, finishing above Arsenal, all the good things in football is what makes those exceptional and it makes them precious and it gives them meaning. I know it's all a bit namby pamby. Um, oh God, is that some? Let me just check. Is that? Okay, no, that's good. It's not a... Uh, I was wondering if that was some like awfully problematic phrase. I've said this before, right? It's best not to use antiquated kind of slang or <laughs> curse words unless it's something like crumbs or something like that which it probably even has like an etymology rooted in something horrific um but yeah i mean it does sound all a bit wishy-washy but that's what that's what i feel you know it's not great at the moment but things can get better and if they don't, they don't. But that's that's it, right? Part of the part of the allure of football, part of what it gives us that nothing else does. No matter how much you love your movies or your music or TV, it, it, the love manifests in a different way. But in terms of that pure, almost chemical-like rush of joy that the great moments in football can give you, the reason is because it is something ultimately. That we have no control over whatsoever. So yes, in these times, it can bother us. It can bother us that we have no control over it. However, that lack of control, that that submission to this, let's be honest, it is it is a form of like religion, of meditation, of addiction. We're filling a void in ourselves with something completely intangible to feel a bit more alive, to feel part of something, to feel like you are creating or even like 
siphoning off for yourself some of this energy that this sport, this game, this culture gives us all. And it's, it's chaos, right? It's complete chaos. There's no reason why Chelsea should have spent the amount of money they did this year and for it to be as catastrophic as it has been. But this kind of stuff happens. There's no reason really why Leicester City should have won the Premier League, but they did. Ultimately, there is no control over this and you've got to reconcile the fact that that's what makes it great as well as maddening and enraging because, or also just meh as it is at the moment. But it's been a few years since we've really had an end to the season like this, right? Um, well, not really. I guess the Mourinho lockdown season was a bit like this as well, wasn't it? But it's just how it goes. We've had our we've had we've had our fun for a few years. We have finishing in the top four and fighting for those kind of things, going to a Champions League final. You know, we have had a laugh. We have had some good times. You know, we're not entitled to have that forever. There are going to be some years like this where it's just like this, and that's what football is like. It's what football is like for probably let's let's pluck a number out of thin air, but a big number that seems all right. It probably is what it's like for sixty percent. If you if you imagine forty percent of football fans around the world probably follow the top teams: City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Man United, so on and so forth. And then the rest of us all follow teams that don't really do anything. That's a percent. Let's let's do the percentage club wise, right? Probably ninety nine. Okay, it won't be that, will it? Let's say ninety six percent of clubs don't really experience much joy over the course of a of a whole season. There'll be little pockets of it here and there, and that's that, and that's the game, and that's what we've all signed up for. So, in short, fucking get over it. I'm telling myself that because we have no right to joy with football. We have no right to joy with the chaos of football. It's what it is. It's it's the the deal we have made with the devil. And here we are. Um, if you want any more of this level of cutting insight and analysis, you can sign up for the Inner Sanctum Payward podcast previews that type of thing um, on the buy me a coffee website buymeacoffee.com dash tetrunk if you want to send in any voice notes with questions or talking points send them to me at tetrunk at gmail.com I will also take written stuff there too but it'd be nice you know hear other people's voices and, and what not also, be sure to check out BYOB, Bring Your Own Blockbuster Podcast. It's a film podcast started up with Ben Haynes and our producer, Alex Purdy, where we go through our DVD collections and talk about all the GOAT films of history. It's good fun. If you like movies and you like listening to me do podcasts, then check it out. But for now, goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 